0: and guests
1: explore the simpler side of life.
0: Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Ferdikaski. Welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fredikowski. Each week, I bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. For this week's episode, we have Amish fiction author, Mary Elford, who will introduce us to her latest release,
1: Among the Innocent. Hello, Mary. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be part of the podcast. All right. Well, before we talk about
0: Among the Innocent, Our listeners love to hear a little bit about some of their favorite authors and how they got started writing and a little bit about your career. So I have a few questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First of all, do you hide any secrets in your books that only a few people will find?
1: I actually do, but I'm wondering how secret they are anymore because... (laughs) Most of my books take place in the mountains. That's one of my favorite places to visit. And one day I hope me and my husband will be able to live there. We just, we went to the mountains many years ago and fell in love. So most of my stories have taken place somewhere in the mountains. And usually it's in a small community or a small town in the mountains because I'm from a small town, so that's kind of where I feel the most comfort in being. So most of my readers already know this, but they know the books are going to be in the mountains, usually in a small town. And one other thing that I usually put in there is most of my characters drink coffee because I drink coffee. I'm a huge coffee fan. So those are things that usually end up in all my books. Uh, that is funny. I I do the same. I uh, survived the day
0: with multiple cups of coffee. So I always write exactly. coffee. I always write coffee into my stories as well. So my next question is, you know, I often have stories that I struggle with certain scenes. You know, I had a book that I just launched, um, Emma's Amish Faith Restored, and she lost a baby. And that was one of the hardest scenes to write because I had... Walked through that journey with my own daughter, so it was a difficult scene to write, knowing that do you have do you have scenes that are really hard for you to write?
1: I do in fact, it, it took place in among the innocent um the main character, Leah Miller's adopted mother, is suffering from dementia. And there are times when she forgets people, she forgets things, she gets her memories jumbled up. So it really is hard for her and it's hard for Leah and the people around her to, to deal with this because dementia is, it robs people of so much, you know, because the person might be there and yet they're not really there because they may not always remember you. And it was hard for me because I do know some people that are close that have dementia. So watching that, watching their struggle, I wanted to put it into the book, but it also made it very hard to, to write because I put myself in both places, the Marge, which is the mother and Leah to, to see how they dealt with it. And it, it's got to be a struggle. It's got to be difficult for anyone going through that circumstance.
0: Yes, it does. And, you know, I think it makes us a better writer when we can put ourselves in the scene, when we can envision, you know, how they might feel or what they might say. So I, I really, do the, really do believe that that helps make the story even better.
1: I agree. I yeah. definitely do. So on that note,
0: what is one thing you'd give up to become a better writer? And it can't be coffee. No, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Me neither.
1: <laughs> I thought about this one and I thought, well, what can I say? But you know what I come up with is time because I have and I would give up my time to become a better writer. And I also thought I would give up sleep because I have done that. There's many a times when I'm struggling with a manuscript, a story, trying to get a plot point to clear to clear up that. I will wake up in the middle of the night and it's on my mind and I run through the scenario in my head and sometimes I solve it in the middle of the night, but not always, but I have given up sleep and I would definitely give up time because yeah, I think if we can do that to make ourselves better at something, I think it's, it's worth the sacrifice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us my last question about your career and a little bit about you is what was your favorite childhood book?
1: name one book, but I did love the Little House on the Prairie series. I loved it so much. I wanted to go back in time and live on the prairie and be just like Laura Ingalls. (laughs) But then I later discovered Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. And that's when I started leaning more towards suspense stories. And I think that's really when my, the suspense bug grabbed me. And that's kind of where I've been ever since. I, I gravitate towards suspense stories still today.
0: Wow. You do, you will not believe how many Amish fiction writers I interview that Little House on the Prairie and Nancy Drew are their inspiration (laughs) childhood stories. Yes. Almost every one of them. So we, it must, there's a common bond there. (laughs) There has to be, there has to be, maybe there is the the simplicity of Laura, Laura Ingalls. Yeah. The simplicity of Laura Ingalls and what they what they went through on the prairie. And then Nancy drew her stories just as a young child. They just pulled us in and they made us fall in love with reading. So who wouldn't want to write after reading those stories?
1: Exactly. I mean, it just
0: makes you inspired. It certainly does. It certainly does. Well, Mary, that brings us to a point where we get to talk about Among the Innocent. And before we start that, I am going to set the stage a little bit and read your back matter. So here I go. It's Mary Alford's Among the Innocent. When Leah Miller's entire Amish family was murdered 10 years ago, the person believed responsible took his own life. Since then, Leah left the Amish and joined the police force. Now, after another Amish woman is found murdered with the same M.O., it becomes clear that the wrong man may have been blamed for her family's death. As Leah and her and the new police chief, Dalton Cooper, work long hours struggling to fit the pieces together in order to catch the killer, they can't help but grow closer. When secrets from both of their past begin to surface, an unexpected connection between them is revealed, but this is only the beginning. Could it be that the former police chief framed an innocent man to keep the biggest secret of all buried? And what will it mean for Leah and Dalton when the full truth comes to life? A perfect suspense mystery story unfolding (laughs) right before our eyes. So that is wonderful. Uh It sounds like I love to, to lose myself in stories like that. So I can imagine you lost yourself in it when you wrote it as well. So I love to talk about the main character and your main character is Leah And Dalton, if you could explain one of those characters in three words, what would it be?
1: I chose Leah, and I believe that Leah is strong, she's broken, and she's caring. I think she's strong because she's overcome the loss of her entire Amish family, and yet she hasn't let it destroy her. She's broken because the past still affects her. She still relives that, and she still has that in the back of her mind, and it's hard for her to make connections, close connections with people because of that, and she's caring because of her adopted mother. She has such a strong bond with her, even though later on she discovers there were some secrets that were kept from her that really will change a lot of things.
0: Oh, perfect. So I think you mentioned earlier that your story is set in the mountains. Did you happen to go and do any research about the location or back to the mountains? And and if not, how did you do research for this particular book?
1: Started the research a long time before I came up with the book. I was looking for an Amish community in the mountains that was very remote. And I discovered the St. Ignatius, Montana community. And it's very small, very Scarcely populated, and there's not that many people, of course, and it's backs up against the Mission Mountains, which for me, that was perfect, because the mountains kind of create their own weather, they kind of create suspense, and they make a perfect place for somebody to, a killer to hide, and for somebody to hide a body, but I, I learned some really interesting things while I was researching St. Ignatius. And I found out that it, as long, along with the town of St. Ignatius, sit on tribal land. And that's the only Amish community in the U.S. that sits on tribal property. It's on the Flathead Indian Reservation, which means there are actually three different police forces that have jurisdiction over that area. There's the St. Ignatius Police, the tribal police, and then, of course, the um, Sheriff's Department out of Polson. So you have all three of the law enforcements working, and I wanted to include them in the book as well. So you'll see all three are represented in the book. And there was one other thing that I really loved about researching St. Ignatius, and that was I got to discover the St. Ignatius Mission. It was built in the late 1800s, and there are like 50 some odd paintings on the walls and on the ceiling that are just magnificent so I hope you and your readers get a chance to take just take a look at that because they're beautiful
0: isn't it wonderful when you get to research and you actually learn something really cool in the process
1: I love that (laughs) I
0: do I do um I researched one time about a tractor because one of my characters needed to be fixing a tractor. And I learned so much about a tractor. You know, I even had a uh, conversation with my husband and he's like, how do you you know this stuff? (laughs) It was just because I had to do research. I know. So in this particular story, before you handed it into your editor, did they make you take anything out of
1: the book? There was one scene that I really liked, but I understood the reason for taking it out because there were a lot of scenes that dealt with attacks on Leah. But this one takes place at behind the police station in the alley. Leah and Chief Dalton Cooper are taking a break and they're just getting some air and talking and the killer appears and he knocks Dalton unconscious and he grabs Leah, but he's not there to kill her yet. He is just toying with her. He loves to toy with her and remind her that he's coming for her eventually, but she's not going to be his only victim. So I loved writing that, and it was just so much fun. I, I just get goosebumps thinking about it every time I remember the details of that part, particular scene. Sad when they made you take it out was but I certainly understood because there were a lot of different things going on and I didn't want to just overload the reader with attacks so I thought I understand the reason for it but I will talk about it.
0: Well maybe you can work that scene into another book. Well what do you hope your readers will (laughs) take take away from this
1: story? I hope the readers love the story. I, I hope they get caught up in it and want to read to the very end. And I hope they don't see the ending coming, because there is definitely a surprise ending that I hope that they will be shocked by and just enjoy it. And I hope they also see the faith element that is throughout the book because both Dalton and Leah approach the faith their faith in a different way. She has kind of gotten away from her faith because of everything that's happened, while Dalton has gone through some circumstances that have brought him closer to God. So we see how each person deals with the faith, their faith. And in the end, they both come back. They're both, you know, celebrating God and what he's done for them. But it was a journey for both of them.
0: Oh, I bet. I bet. Oh, I can't wait to just add this to my bookshelf and put it in my, in my list of long list of stories I want to read. So, as always i love for well you're very welcome i love for our authors to read us a pivotal scene or maybe the first page of your book are you okay doing that
1: i actually took this from chapter one okay um it gives a little backstory what's happening so i'm going to start with this chapter one okay it says in the distance Dark clouds gathered over the Mission Mountains. A storm was on its way. Despite the sweltering heat, a cold shiver sped down Leah Miller's spine. Something bad was approaching. She could feel it moving in. It's just the time of the year, she told herself. The anniversary of what happened always churned up stuff. She'd seen plenty of terrible things in her four years on the St. Ignatius Police Force. Yet at 16, Leah had become personally acquainted with the devastating effects of tragedy. Her grief had wrapped its spindly arms around her and took up residence in her soul. That night in the barn, the things she witnessed had imprinted itself in her DNA. The woman staring back at her in the rearview mirror was an older version of that frightened Amish girl whose life had changed forever with the flick of a knife. The scar on her neck was a constant reminder of how close to death she'd come and of those who hadn't been so lucky. Leah dragged in a breath and dropped her eyes from the mirror. Better to keep that door closed. Too many bad things hid behind it. For her adopted mother Marge's sake, she needed to stay strong. Leah shoved her dark sunglasses in place like a defensive shield against the world. She focused on the upcoming car cresting the hilltop. Leah, are you there? Dispatcher Sugar Wallace's voice came through the police radio, immediately drawing Leah's attention from the approaching vehicle. Yes, Sugar, I'm here. What's up? The car spotted Leah and crawled past. Its speed registered 20 on the radar screen. Henry needs your help right away on a call in the Amish community. Leah's stomach immediately nodded. Josiah Zook called from the Mission General store. His daughter, Beth, is missing. At the mention of her former neighbor, Leah was immediately transported back to that barn, watching as a psychopath slaughtered her entire family. Their deaths had come at the hands of a masked stranger who had entered their house, tied everyone up. had forced her father and mother, her sister Ruth, and her brother Elijah into the barn. Then he systematically slit their wrists and their throats, saving Leah for last. She remembered him standing over her, his hot breath whispering against her ears. You'll always belong to me. Even now the words had the power to reduce her to that terrified young girl so certain she'd die along with her family.
0: Oh my goodness. That left a little knot in my stomach, so it did exactly what you wanted it to do.
1: <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs>
0: Good. It is. It is. Um I am not usually one drawn to Murder mysteries like that, but that really pulled me in. So, thank you for that. And I hope that did that for our listeners as well. So, tell me what is next for
1: Mary? Well, currently I'm working on a four book contract with Love Inspired Suspense to do four more books that are Amish suspense. And I'm also working on a new proposal for Ravel. So, I'm hoping to have that submitted you know, sometime in the next couple of months. And I think that's about it. I'm working on a few um, indie books as well, but those are keeping me pretty busy. It sounds like you have a full schedule. (laughs) It
0: sounds like it. (laughs) So is there
1: anything you'd like to
0: say to your readers?
1: I would like my readers to know that I love connecting with them. I love hearing from them. Just talking and sharing information with them is wonderful. They can reach me on my website, maryalford.net, and all my social media sites are listed there. They can reach out to me there as well. I have a readers group, so anybody who's interested in joining that can reach out to me as well. Oh, perfect, perfect. You know, I think it's really special when our readers
0: reach out to us and you know just say anything you know drop us an email I don't think our readers sometimes realize how how much that means to us you know we sit all day behind our computers and typically don't see anybody but maybe our husbands so when we get to interact with our readers through social media or email or something like that it's really special so I I definitely agree with you that um, I just love to hear from them.
1: You do. I've had I'll send out um, newsletter emails and I'll have some that will respond to me. And it's such a blessing to hear from them because it knows that they took the time to read what I wrote and they're responding and and they're curious about things. So I really love that.
0: I do too. I do too. So, Mary, I have never had you on the Buggy Talk podcast before. So, I'm not sure if you realize this, but I do what I call a little fun speed round where I ask you absolutely stupid questions that mean nothing to do with <laughs> writing, but it gives our listeners um, a little peek into what makes you tick. So, I have three questions for you that I'm going to just rattle off and you just say whatever comes to mind. Okay. All right. All right. My first question. Would you rather go to the movie theater or a drive-in?
1: Gosh, I think I would rather go to a drive-in because I used to love drive-ins when I was a kid. We went all the time and you don't see them that much anymore. And I'm not really big on going to movies anyway. So I think my choice would be a drive-in.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. We are really fortunate. We have the best drive in about five miles from our house and they've got like three big screens, a wonderful snack bar. It's just very family oriented. They always play family oriented movies and um, it's always a lot of fun. We go a few times every summer and I love it. I
1: just love the smell of the food cooking it was just so wonderful I know popcorn I mean they still have they they don't use it yeah, anymore. Hot because dogs. You,
0: yeah I know they you know that you tune into your radio now but remember those big gray speaker looking things that you had to hang on your window remember those weren't always clear, so
1: exactly. sometimes you heard it, sometimes you didn't. I know. They still
0: have, they still have the post there, you know, so it's sort of, rem, I reminisce about it every time that we go. All right. Back to my silly, silly questions. Can you name one of the seven dwarfs?
1: <laughs> dopey. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a dopey because sometimes I feel a little dopey myself. <laughs> yep, there is. There is. Relax. All right. Last
0: question. Last question
1: what is for supper tonight? For supper tonight, probably a salad. My husband and I have gotten, and we've been doing this for several years now, we eat a decent size lunch, but we don't really eat a whole lot for dinner. So I have salad stuff ready to fix. I think a good, cool salad would be perfect for tonight. Oh, that sounds wonderful. That sounds wonderful.
0: Well, Mary, I want to thank you so much for (laughs) spending time with us this week. And I look forward to hearing more about your future projects here on the Buggy Talk podcast. And to all you listeners, if you'd like to pick up a copy of Among the Innocent, look for the link in the show notes of this episode that you can find on my website at tracyfredikowski.com. And I know that's really long, so I've made it easy. You can also go to buggytalkpodcast.com and find this particular episode. To end this episode, if you want more information on my latest release, which is Rebecca's Amish Heart Restored, or any of the stories I weave around my fictitious town of Willow Springs, I invite you to visit tracysamishbooks.com. That's Tracy with a Y at tracysamishbooks.com.